0: Welcome to the Next Level American Dream podcast, brought to you by Thompson Multifamily Group. Your hosts, Abigail and Sean, will discuss how you can take your American dream to the next level through real estate investing, business practices, and personal development. Join us as we share our experiences as a father-daughter duo who are trying to accomplish their goal of financial freedom. We hope you learn more about how to define and achieve your American dream, Here's another episode of Next Level American Dream. Hello, welcome back to Next Level American Dream and our Next Level Chats with my dad. In a previous episode, we talked about the properties that we look for and our criteria and then the markets that we look at. And today, I would really like to go through the process of our acquisitions and kind of how that looks for us and the investors.
1: So the steps that we take to learn about properties and then go through making offers. Yes, exactly. Uh, Well, it's pretty simple. So, uh, we do, this is all from Corey Peterson's programs. Yeah. Uh, It's essentially, you know, what he taught us to do. We have brokers that we deal with and those brokers have listings of properties. And, you know, we contact all those brokers, let them know that we're interested in buying those properties or buying properties that fit our criteria that we spoke about in the previous. And what we do is. If those properties come through our system that we like, we put them through an underwriting process. That underwriting process is layered, right? So the idea for us is that we're looking for properties that don't fit what we want. For whatever reason, they're just not cut out to be a property that we want to own, right? Right. So we're looking for properties that produce income that give us an opportunity to improve them either construction-wise with repairs or through maintenance or both, right? So that's ideally. So if we get properties that are, you know, not, they're already stabilized, they don't offer those opportunities, we'll kick those out. Of our system, if they're the wrong size, we'll, we'll move those on. If it's not 100 doors or more, right. we'll move those on. If they're too expensive or too cheap or whatever, if they're not, you know, the, the classifications that we want, we'll move those out of the, out of the way as well. Yeah, we
0: have, a, we have our box that we kind of focus on.
1: Yeah, we put everything through the first, the first filter is the buy box filter. And the buy box filter that we talked about in the last one is the 100 units, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So if, if it doesn't fit the buy box filter, then we, then we don't even start the process of looking at them. So once those sort of come into our system or emailed our brokers call us um, and give us the information, we, we put it through that buy box filter. That's the yeah. first thing. And then what we'll do is we'll start to look at the numbers, right? So the financials are really the first thing you want to want to see if there's an opportunity there. So what people are asking for a property and what the property can produce in terms of ROI is really the critical thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we just do a sort of a quick fast math methodology for that to see if, if that property is, has potential to reach our ideal outcome. So we have an ideal outcome, which mm-hmm. is making money for our investors and for ourselves and what that means is if this property we can buy this property this amount prepare it get the NOI up get the property value up and have a 5 year horizon on that investment and make a certain amount of money for our investors and make a certain amount of money for yes. the principals then that's sort of the criteria that it goes through and that's we have a really quick formula for that on the first on the first pass right if a property meets those first two criteria mm-hmm. then we'll go to a full underwriting on the on the, on the process on that property and
0: what does that look like well it's on a base level
1: yeah global scale yeah like it's a very detailed financial analysis right so we take we take the financials of the last 12 months from the from the property that's being offered we take their rent roll we look at the offering memorandum which is just a a brochure brochure. put together by the brokers that list uh, all the things that are they see as possibilities for the property and the opportunities for the property We essentially take the numbers and put those into a calculator. We have a Corey Peterson's calculator from Kahuna that we use. And we've modified some of those things to kind of fit our criteria specifically in some areas. And so we load all that data into our calculators and the calculator quantifies everything, you know, what cap rate are we paying for things? What, what economic outcomes are we going to have? And that takes quite a lot of time. And if the first initial outcome of that starts to get us into a target zone for the price of the property, mm-hmm. then that's really when we, the work starts, honestly. Right. So yeah. this whole process, so the initial, just to figure out if we want to even dig into a property can take, oh man, it's it can be several hours, Yeah, right, to get yeah. to that place. So you, Absolutely. we could have invested probably four hours at this point just to see if it's a property that we even can, can, can think about taking to the next level.
0: Right. Finding that needle in the haystack essentially.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's if that initial underwriting goes well, then we'll start to really dig into what the opportunity is. And I've yeah. talked before about what, you know, that's what I, I kind of look for is what's the opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find that ROI and that return and that, that uh, future for your property, Right. right. So you want to look to see, can we fix it and increase rents? Can we stabilize the management? Are there expense issues uh, that we can fix too? So Mm -hmm. you're looking at all those opportunities that you can have with that property to uh, generate additional income or just to fix problems so that tenants are happy to live there. Yeah. And then you can increase rents to the normal levels, right? So some places, uh, the ownership or the management, either way, have let these properties kind of suffer somehow Mm -hmm. so that tenants aren't, you know, they're just not as inclined to live there. They're going to go live across town or, or, you know, the property complex next door, right? That has nice amenities, that's nice you know, new carpets or flooring or you know, yeah. light fixtures, all those things. They want to live someplace nice, right? So, if you're not, if you have a property owner that's not doing that, or a management company that's not doing that, that's where all the opportunities are for someone like us mm-hmm. to come in and say, Hey, we're going to do these things, and then the residents will come back, right? And they'll right. not only come back, they'll pay market rents know. for those things because, yeah, these, the, those properties get compressed rents because they're not able to attract those, those tenants that they want, or right. those residents that they want. So we start looking at the opportunities, and if we can find those opportunities that allow us to hit our return goals and our, our ideal outcome, I like to call it, mm-hmm. then we'll start to look at properties physically, right. right? So we'll go and do a full inspection of a property, not a full inspection, sorry, it's not a due diligence level inspection, but we will go and tour the property, we'll tour a handful of units, meet with the management company, meet with the managers, talk with the brokers. And get a you know a physical look at the property to see if it if what we're looking at on paper it matches up right so right. we're looking at we think we need to paint this building so let's go see if it really needs paint right yeah. or we think we need to do the interiors so let's go look at some interiors and say okay do we really need to do these things sometimes you'll get to a property and you'll see things that you didn't think you needed you got to add those right so you're getting a more in depth view of what the property really is gonna require, mm-hmm. primarily from the construction side, right? So, right. you know, do they have it amenitized properly? Do they have the dog parks? Do are the parking lots are good? Does it need paint? Does it need roofs? Does it need all those things? And that's what we're looking for in the physical tour. We're also talking to the management group too, some, somewhat, to see how they're managing the property. You know, we've we've been to properties where they had seven, it's a big property, but they had seven abandoned cars on blocks. Yep. The day we showed up to tour the property.
0: I remember.
1: <laughs> this was in a nice neighborhood,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it seemed like someone was just stealing cars and dumping them on this apartment complex, you know, and the management had done nothing. They were, they were, because we showed up, they called tow companies to come out and tow these cars off, right?
0: Yep. While
1: we were on site
0: While we were doing there. our tour,
1: <laughs> they're pulling cars off, right? Right. So you can't get that from a, a a piece of paper, right? You got to go see that that level of bad management, right?
0: And I think what's unique is in this specific piece of it, and our later down the road is we're the ones actually going and looking at the property.
1: Yeah, I go and I go and touch everything, so I don't. I won't buy anything unless I've seen it personally. I've touched it personally. I've made the judgment call on it. Yeah. Uh, for me, and I, you know, I've done this with all my single-family business too. I, I, I won't own anything unless I. I know what I'm touching or what I'm buying, right? So for me, yeah. this is a critical step for me. Uh, and I love it. It's my favorite part, actually, to go out and, and you know dig into a property. So once we kind of have assessed the property to see if our assumptions, because we're, we're making assumptions on the, on the underwriting, right? Yeah. We, we go and see if our assumptions are kind of still in line and we add those things that we want to add and we might take things out that we say, hey, we don't really need to do those things. Our mm-hmm. strategy is going to change a little bit. You know, in one property we looked at, we ran three to, three or four different strategies in terms of construction, right? So we can, we can improve it to this level, which is maxing it out. Can we drive the rents there, you know, or can we just do a medium thing and drive the rents to where we need to go? Yeah. Can we just do some touch-ups and how is that going to drive rents, right? So we're mm-hmm. always looking at, you know, how is the community going to be put together? Is it, is it, like I said, always is the goal is is it a, a community that people would like to live in? That's number one, and then can we drive rents beyond that? Right? right. Sometimes you can amenitize properties, and that adds value. Right. You hear that term all the time: value add, oh, add yeah. value. Yeah. Right. So that's what you're doing. And we look at those scenarios. And so once we kind of walked the property, figured out all those, that that str- uh, strategy, I guess, from construction side, then we'll move into you know, do we want to make an offer on the property?
0: Right.
1: Right. So if we're hitting our, if, if our assumptions are good. We've made our adjustments. We're hitting our number. We can, we can make a reasonable offer on the property. We'll, we'll go and do that. Right. So we'll make an offer on the property.
0: Okay. So this is all before offer point. So we've looked at this, we've contacted brokers. We've said, yes, this fits our buying criteria, our buy box. And then we go into, okay, now let's do a little bit more of a deep dive of our, of the financials, make sure it hits the number and we're getting the ideal outcome that we want to get for our business and our investors and then the community. And then we go and look at it, make sure that those, those numbers are accurate and matching up to what we assumed. And once that we strategize a little bit, make sure it still works with our ideal outcome. And then we make that offer is do it, do we have that correct? that process yeah yeah
1: before you ever make an offer you've got that's days of work
0: sometimes just
1: just on this one property that you may not even make an offer on right? yeah yeah so that's that's you've summed it up pretty nicely there so yeah that's all that is as well before we even get to the offer phase and then once we get to the offer phase if we go into a a contract phase Mm -hmm. that's when due diligence starts and the funny thing about that is that during due diligence you go through this whole thing but on a micro level Right, so you're going to do a financial audit, right? Forensic audit of the financials. So you're going to get into every lease. You're going to get into you know years and years of financial
0: back. Get everything.
1: Right. Yes. You're going to go through every unit. Right. So every piece, of every inch of the property gets inspected. We're gonna do a whole plan based on that mm-hmm. uh, of what our construction is. So we've, we have assumptions now. We've looked at the assumptions and we assume they're good still, but we're gonna go through every unit and make a detailed list of every unit that need, needs to be updated or fixed, and every unit, light fixtures, everything. We're gonna look at all the exteriors, all everything on the property is gonna have a, a, a construction plan.
0: Right,
1: And then you go through that whole process. That's a due diligence process. We still haven't committed to buying the property. So in, before our due diligence is up, we have this, you know, cutoff phase. So if anything happens in that due diligence phase, it's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You still may not buy that property. Right. Right. So this is all done prior to the final commitment to say, Hey, yep, we're, we're moving forward with this mm-hmm. deal. Right. And so the idea is that you want to eliminate that property if you can, you don't want to buy problems, right? Or right. you, or you want to buy the right problems that you can then leverage, man- yeah. and that make can sure fix, your opportunity. fix, and increase that value, right? So that's really what you're looking for. Not, like I said, I call those opportunities, mm-hmm. but sometimes the opportunities get to be too much, <laughs> too much, right? Yeah. it's
0: not an opportunity. It's, it's a no longer an opportunity. Problem. Yeah, exactly.
1: It becomes a problem. It's just a problem at that point. Right. yeah. <laughs> so you definitely don't want to buy those. But so yeah, that's the whole process. And then from there, you buy the property, and and you know that's a whole other story. But just to get to that phase there's a ton a ton of work that that you go through to get there
0: and so now that we've explained the process what's the purpose behind all this whole process why why would we go through so many phases and ensuring that everything is perfect and exactly what we need out of this property what's the purpose of it
1: well to create that ideal outcome right so you want to you want to have a safe investment for investors, and you know I, I want to make money too. I don't, I'm not interested in losing money. Yeah. Right. I'm not interested in in putting my future in jeopardy in any way. Right? right. So I want to make certain, as best as I can, that we have a strong property with a strong future. Right. Yeah. And the idea is that we can achieve our ideal outcome or better. Right. So ideal outcome is really the minimum standard.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah,
1: so you have the ideal outcome, and everything above that is great, but the minimum that we want to achieve is the ideal outcome, so we're, the reason for all that work is to make certain that our ideal outcome is definitely going to happen if we you know that's never but 100 percent, but that's really very gonna,
0: high likelihood.
1: Yeah, in my mind, I want to think we're, we're good here, right, right. Uh, The ideal outcome is is as safe as I can make it or as close as as, as achievable as possible. In, in our opinion, right? Right. So we've done, we've done as much work as we can to get to that ideal outcome as, a, as safely as possible. But, you know, of course, the real estate has risks. There's always, always something that can happen. You know, none of this is perfectly safe. None of this is, you know, a, not a done deal. Right. It, you know, stuff can happen. But you, you want to eliminate as many of those potentials as possible. That's why it's so extensive.
0: And we keep mentioning our ideal outcome and just like kind of, generalization of what that ideal outcome is and it's to make money for, to have profits for ourselves and our business and then to ensure that our investors are getting their returns as well.
1: Yeah. We well have to pay your debts. You have to pay the, pay the loans. You have to pay your investors, so your passive investors have an expectation of return of their capital and, and interest and, and, and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And then I have an expectation, too, above and beyond that. So, right. you know, you pay the bank first, you pay your investors second, then the the general partners get paid last, right? Right. So I also have an expectation of return on that property for me and my investment. right? Yeah. My investment of time and my investment of capital as well, right? So for me, that ideal outcome has to include me and my partners as well. Mm-hmm. So in, I guess in general terms, as long as you can cover those things, and have enough business, enough money to operate the business on the, on the assumptions that you've made, then that's your ideal outcome, right? This is, uh, apartments are, are, businesses, we're actually buying, it's real estate, but it's a business. Right. Yeah. And so you have to be able to function on the amount of rent that you're getting and operate the business. The manager has to get paid, you know, the, you
0: have to be able to fix things, the lights
1: have to get paid. You have to be able to fix things. You have to, you have to operate that business. So. Um, it's not only that everybody has to make money but this this business has to operate and for us like i said a couple of times one of my goals is to have a community that people feel safe and happy to be in right mm-hmm. so if you can't provide that with the income that you're getting Yeah,
0: if you can't keep those lights on that's it doesn't matter well work. not even
1: mad it has to be more than that it has to be can i can i keep the grass mowed and can i keep the the paint clean and you know can yeah. i keep can i keep the community so that people feel proud to live there right yeah you know, you can run a property down really quickly,
0: easily.
1: And if you're not maintaining that every day and paying for that, that costs money, right? Mm-hmm. So your business has to has to pay for that. So your ideal outcome has to include those scenarios, right? Right. And those those are worst case scenarios, right? So what if all the toilets go down, or you know,
0: yeah.
1: What what's going to happen if you have to do all these things? So you have to be able to account for those things and right. have a business that's strong enough that will will fund that
0: and take those on repairs, those issues. Right, take on those
1: issues, right? So gotta pay your debts, you gotta pay your investors. I wanna get paid, but you also have to have a business that operates fully and functions at a, at a level that you're expecting, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It, it can't be underfunded. If you're underfunding that, you're ruined. Right. So that's really the ideal outcome.
0: And you keep talking about I getting you getting paid and our partners getting paid, and essentially these deals and these opportunities are our salary. And so it's not just essentially just like, ooh, I want all this fun money. This is how we make our living also.
1: Yeah, this is survival. Yeah, survival. yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's, it's not it's not just about fun money. It's about <laughs> yeah, it's not, This is how uh, we pay our mortgages and.
1: I'm not putting jet fuels in the jet. You know, right. that's, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> we're putting food on the table here. You know, for sure, sir. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I haven't gotten to that level. I'm, I'm sure I will <laughs> at some point, but you know, that's that's not what I'm doing at this point. No. Right.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on our fourth little chat here. We hope you're enjoying them. And like I've said, in all of the others, if you have any other questions that you would like us to answer, please let us know and we'll try and get to them. But we hope that over the last two episodes, you got a better idea of how we approach our acquisitions, the criteria that we look for in our properties, the markets that we look at, and just kind of the process of how um, we go about it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Hope to see you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level American Dream. If you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, want to contact the team directly, or are interested in passively investing and being a part of our deal room, head over to our website at www.thompsonmultifamilygroup.com. Before you go, please leave a review. Your comments help us create more episodes for you to enjoy.